say, hey, everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina, and welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, can we just tell everyone, describe it, what our view looks like right now? Oh my goodness. So when I first came to look at the office space, I was so excited because of course they always show you the best room in the house, right? And it's this beautiful corner room with giant windows that overlooks the hills in West Hollywood. And we haven't gotten this room since we started coming yeah. here. And then last time I requested to have a window room. And now I feel so fortunate that they gave us this. This is the room that I've always wanted. And it is so the view is so incredibly beautiful. Yeah, um, I'm shook and I'm putting energy out to the universe as I'm looking out to one of these homes are going to be mine. <laughs> yes. What do I got to do? Work even harder. Yes, that's it. Put your mind to it. Or maybe we just get a TV show and then we have money. Done. Let's Done. do it. So I'm super excited about today. Um, about our topic mm -hmm. and it's all about failure mm -hmm. and how you navigate through it. How do you own it? Are you woke on it? And, and also the importance of failure yes. because I feel, I feel that failure is crucial in order for you to enjoy success, yes. like really enjoy your success. You know, and I, I also feel, and I've talked about this before that, you know, I feel that people who have gone through and endured pain in their life really uh, have a great sense of uh, compassion for others. They also feel really like they live in that moment of feeling gratitude and also wanting to help others and, and caring for others. But you know, it's that, that pain that kind of pushes you to that point because you can relate to what pain feels like. So you obviously feel more for other people. And I feel that this like failure is what, that's almost like what it is to success. Like without failure, how do you know what the greatness is of success, right? I mean, right, I exactly. Um, I feel that a lot of times, like if people look at our life on social media, mm -hmm. right? And they don't really know the backstory if you're not sharing it. But I feel that I've had more failure than success mm. in my life. Mm -hmm. I have. But it allows my successful parts of my life, whenever they pop off, mm -hmm. like little streamers in the air, um, more like more obtainable. Like when I feel it, I... I'm grateful for it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find the word. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I feel more grateful, feel, feel more gratitude because I know what it feels like to not get it right mm. a lot. Right. Do you feel the same way? Oh, or? Yeah. Listen, I know what it means to be hungry. Hello. Starved. Um, couldn't even afford ramen noodles. Yeah. And, and yeah, that, but also feeling like, oh my God, I want this to work so badly, whether it was my salon or whether it was being a hairstylist or with my business now, my consulting business, I want this to work so badly. And the feeling of wanting something so badly and then it not happening on the timeline that I wanted to. Right. Because I feel like we, I'll speak for myself, I put so much pressure on myself to hit goals at a certain point, to be at a certain point in my business and not necessarily 
personally. I don't put goals on myself personally, but in business, I, I really do. And that becomes a source of a lot of stress, right? And then you feel overwhelmed and then you can't do your job properly or show up the way that you should. And I've learned to kind of back off a little bit with that because the stress was killing me. And I've made so many mistakes in my business, in my life. And I share a lot of them too, you know, through my journey and on social media, but also in my membership program, I share that with owners and stylists. And I just have to say that I wouldn't take back any of the mistakes that I've made or any of the real failures that I feel, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I wouldn't take them back because if I didn't feel them, I wouldn't know what it really feels like to feel like success, like true right. success. And for what I feel is success, because it means something different for everybody, right? So how do you feel about it? I wouldn't trade it for the world. I During it, it's the most dreadful feeling in the whole entire world, but I wouldn't trade it because I feel like there's value in failure. And without failure, you can't, right? Without dark, you can't celebrate and appreciate light, Mm -hmm. right? So, and I feel like when you were saying in the opening, how so many people that you may look up to, anyone out there look up to, and the success stories of really successful people Mm -hmm. of where they're at, they struggled for a very long time before they got to where they were going, but they never stopped, Mm -hmm. right? They allowed that failure to fuel them, to project them, to kind of almost like punch it in the face and be like, I'm still going to keep going when the going is tough, right? So for me, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I do want to talk a little bit about like this past week um, for what was going on in my life and a lot of things that were failures in my personal life that I faced head on, face to face, Mm -hmm. that actually turned into a victory. Yeah. And I know we talked about it, but let's share it. Yeah, I want to share that because, you know, and I want to add this before we get into your story, because what you said is so important. When we see celebrities or we see people that we look up to or, or anyone, just think of anyone that you've, that you love and and adore and look up to and see them as being successful, we don't get to see the struggle. Like we don't get to see, like if we look at Oprah, we we saw her journey, right? Right. In in terms of when she first started, she wasn't necessarily struggling then when she got her TV show and, you know, she was an anchor woman and she did all these things. But before that, she had major struggle and major setbacks in her career. Ellen, same thing. You know, I love Ellen. Obsessed. Love me some Ellen. But, you know, Ellen talks about her story and, and sleeping in, you know, mattresses and, and just from place to place and, and feeling so uncomfortable with her journey and not having success, like you mentioned before, we were talking about this till later in life. Yes. And we don't get to see the struggle. We just get to see the outcome. We don't know what the journey really is like. And so I think that's what we want to bring to light today is the journey of, of what it looks like to have struggle, have failure, and then come out on the other side. So I want to hear about your personal story and, and struggle with some things that you had going on in your life and something that you feel has been a failure that now has turned come full circle yes. and turned into a total victory for you. So why don't you tell us about it? Absolutely. So this past week, was a challenging one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a gig in 
Boston, well, Rhode Island, um, with the Macello Group. They're a distributor for Oligo out in that area. And a couple of days before my flight out, my dad got rushed to the hospital for a heart problem. Turn to find out, come to find out, he had a quadruple bypass. Mm. So open heart surgery, like his whole heart, like his whole heart was failing. Mm. Um, it was like last minute. And the day before, like we found out he was going into surgery, the day of the show, he had surgery. And I talked to him on the phone. I was like, listen, I'm going to show up tomorrow. He was like, Jay, you always tell me I'm a badass and that I've been a great father to you, but I now need you to be a badass and show the fuck up. And I was like, you know what? And if y'all were tuning in, I left it on that stage. And I felt like the whole convention center felt my energy mm-hmm. because they all showed up mm-hmm. and they didn't realize how much I needed that. Mm-hmm. Just the support and love yeah. coming back to me on stage when I was like in my mind wondering if my dad was ever going to come out of surgery because yeah. while I was on stage, he was in the surgery. So fast forward to me flying in. I have been having a lot of like discoveries with personal like relationships in my life lately. Like me, leaving my salon, selling it, moving to LA. It's just like perceptions and like maybe egos um, are popping in and out. Mm -hmm. Mine, other people's, Mm -hmm. like just connections and everything. And something woke me up. And I've talked about my mother on this podcast. And when my dad was in the hospital, thankfully he's okay, everyone. Um, he's, He's a warrior. He's a little badass nugget. And I love you, Dad, if you're listening. Um, and I'm so proud love that you, in your strength. Um, yeah, but I spent four days with him at night. That was fun. Um, <laughs> right? He took care of me, and then I was taking right? care of him. Absolutely. Full circle Full moment. Circle. But there was something that happened the first night. My sister, Jessica, um, was like, hey, Mom said you can stay with her. Mom said you can stay with her. I'm going to say this a couple of times because I met my mother truly when I was 18. She was an addict and just in and out of prison. So I didn't have her in my life. And for the longest time, that was a failure for me because I I was wondering like, what the hell was wrong with me, Mm, right? Like why the hell did my mother not show up? Like, why was she not at kindergarten? Why didn't she hug me? Why didn't, why was addiction greater than the love of me. Mm -hmm. And I resented that for a long time. And that was failure for me. It held me back through a lot of relationships. Like I had, finally I dealt with it through the support of my husband, Vince. But for the longest time, I was a shit show because my mother never loved me as what I thought. Right. So I, I said, you know what? My dad almost died. My mom is doing great, right? How can I not at least see her for a second? Right. I don't have to stay there. I'll, I'll fill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sister Jessica came to the hospital to kind of like relieve me from my duties of taking care of him, my dad. And I walked in and she just like opened the door and her smile on her face Aww. of me showing up and just think about it. Like think about the failure she went through right? of her kids not 
being okay with her story and what she went through in life. And that's serious to her. Mm -hmm. That's something that she can't control. Addiction is a thing and it is real. And for me to show up, she was praising the Lord, girl, like a Pentecostal (laughs) church. She kept on saying, Jesus, you are alive and well. You brought my son home to me. I just, she hugged me. And I told you this, and I want to share it with all of you. I always would hear like, oh, a mother's hug is like, you know, one of a kind. Mm-hmm. Like you always know. And, right. and I resented that. I hated people for that. And then if they talk shit about their mom or like, they just were like, oh, my mom's a piece of shit. Like she's so annoying, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, at least you have one. Right. right. Yeah. At least you know a mother's touch because mm-hmm. it's different. Yeah. Than a father's. It's very different. I mean, she yeah. birthed me. Yeah. Let's get real. So she hugged me and I fully accepted it, mm. like accepted her hug and love. And for the first time, I understood, and I'm going to stay strong through this, I understood what a mother's hug was like. Oh. It didn't matter the time I was away from her. Right. It didn't matter the failure I felt of our relationship, mm-hmm. right? But I felt my mother's hug, like she felt like my, I yes. knew she was my mother. Yes. I knew this bitch was my mom. I was like, oh, wow, at 32 years old, mm-hmm. her not being in my life the whole time, she still is my mother. She still has that unconditional love, even Absolutely. through her failure and my failure of that relationship. Well, I want to ask you something. So, because, you know, a lot of times we, we put failure on ourselves and at times that failure doesn't even come from us, right? In this case is kind of what we're saying. Yes. Because there are times that we, you know, we make mistakes and we make the choice, right? And right. sometimes things work out, sometimes shit doesn't work out, right? That's the that's Sometimes life. we make bad decisions that right. we know are bad. Right. I mean, it's just life yes. and everybody makes mistakes and those mistakes or sometimes people call them discoveries, discoveries right? Yeah. They help you grow uh, stronger in your life. So, but I want to know with the relationship with your mom, because I, I get this kind yes. of where you're coming from. Why or how do you feel that you failed? Like, how did you take that on yourself? Because this was, you know, your mom made choices and decisions, right? right. How, this is deep, I know, because yeah. I see your, your, your wheels are turning. <laughs> but how do you feel that you failed? How did it now become your failure? And I know that there are so many people listening that have had some struggle with their family members, parents, brothers, sisters, things like that, that are listening to this and taking on that failure. And I'm thinking maybe you can walk them or talk them through it a little bit. Yeah. So I think um, about 10 years ago, I I was really like deep into like, it was my fault, Mm -hmm. right? Because I became a dad and they're not my blood children. Right. I came into their life when they were three and five. But the love that I had for them, when I looked at them, I knew I would never leave them. Right. Like, I just knew that. So failure to me, I thought it was me because when I looked back, I was like, what was it about me when I was born? Why didn't she look at me right. as something special? Like, why didn't she look at my sisters as something special? Mm -hmm. Like, why 
did that not wake her up? Mm-hmm. Right. So I lived with, it's gotta be me. Yeah. Right. It's gotta be me, my sisters. What did my dad do that I resented him? Mm-hmm. I thought it was his failure of like maybe not showing her enough love. She ran. Right. But I now know the story and all of you listening to the podcast, you know, like my mother's journey through that. But for the longest time, I thought, why am I not special enough? Mm-hmm. Why am, why is my greatness or cuteness or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why didn't she look at me and say, okay, for this little boy, right? right. I'm going to give it a shot, mm-hmm. right? But so how did you work through it? Because obviously she wasn't capable at the time, you know, now that we're older, yeah. we, we can see that they're, they, parents are going through things too. Right. You know, and I think when we're young, we always put our parents on this pedestal. Oh, God. We talked about this yes. before. We put them on With this. Gina, pe- that was yes. amazing. Yes, podcast. for sure. Yep. And so when you put your parents on a pedestal and you idolize them in a sense, you kind of, you forget that they're human. Right. And then as you get older, you start to realize that they're humans too. And they also have their own demons and their own pain and their own struggle and their own life that they lived before we came. And so what I want to know is how and when you felt that it was no longer a fail for you and it wasn't you. I think once I started dealing with it, like I went to therapy, I had people in my life who, you know, never left. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they, that allowed me to like, and then as I got older and more woke on my journey, mm-hmm. my my own journey where I fucked up a lot, yeah. right? And I still do daily. Like I always, <laughs> I always tell Vince, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know why I do this, but I always make decisions or procrastinate so much mm-hmm. that I add so much stress on myself. I, yeah. It's a work in progress, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm always failing, but there's still victory mm-hmm. that like kind of comes in and out and that's life, right? right? So I think once I started owning my own shit mm-hmm. and realizing that I am a shit show at times, that other people are allowed to be that way too. Mm-hmm. And that my walk is no different than my mother's. Mm. Like, and I wanted to start seeing her for who she really was. Right. Yeah. Like I started seeing her and asking, you know, I talked to her here and there and I want her to share her perception and I want to accept it. Mm -hmm. I no longer put a wall up. I was more accepting of what her story was because her narrative is totally different than mine. Of course. Right. right. And if you don't know two sides of the story, like you can't grow. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was like the biggest thing. Time does heal. Yes. And I think as you get older, hopefully, um, you start getting more woke on like what other people's journeys are. Right. And once I started asking her questions like raw questions, mm-hmm. uncomfortable questions. Mm-hmm. And she was willing to answer them for me. Like right. why? Right. Like, why did you do that? Like, so I can obtain it and don't tell me the sugar part. Like I want to know like how bad was your addiction? Right. Right. And then I did research on, I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. It's hereditary. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I understood that side of it, but I think once you start seeing people for who they really are and the beautiful side of them Mm -hmm. and not just the resentment side or like your frustration and you just really start having an uncomfortable conversation that Mm -hmm. turns into 
enlightenment. Of sure. Yeah. Right. But you know what? You just said something. So because I always feel like, and just because the nature of our industry, we're givers and we like to nurture people. Yeah. But you said, once we start to see the greatness in others, or once we start to see, but really when it all happens and clicks and comes together is when you start to see the greatest within you. You are accurate. Right. Fuck. I mean, seriously, because yes. that's when it starts to shift and change. And I think that comes with experience and age, but also you start to stop, you stop saying I failed and you start saying, what can I learn from this? From this. Yes. So if you're listening and you are maybe going through something in your business, maybe it's your personal life with your salon, it could be anything. Instead of saying, oh my God, I did this. I made a mistake and now I failed. No, let me take a step back and say, okay, this didn't work out the way that I wanted it to, but what can I learn from yes. this and not do or, and not apply moving forward in my life? And, you know, I think it's so important for us to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves, myself included. So I'm speaking to me, yeah. I'm speaking to myself um, and really just start to understand that life is a journey. And without those mistakes, without those discoveries, without the letdowns, the disappointments, those are the things that shape us. Yes. Those are the things that create us in character and who we are. And I think it's great. It sucks at the time. Oh, it does. But I wouldn't trade it. Like that moment for me mm -hmm. was such, like, I literally, and I called you about it mm -hmm. and I talked to Vince about it and my sisters. I'm like, listen, enough with the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like no longer in my life am I going to like tolerate that like not, no substance, right. like bullshit, mm -hmm. like drama, like life is so short and that was an awoke moment for me mm -hmm. that one, I got through something that no one knew I was going through. Right. I just showed up right. for them, right? And you have to show up. Yeah. Right? Through through it all. Absolutely. And when you do show up and you work through that pain, you work through that failure, mm -hmm. that's when you truly understand and will appreciate the light the victories, mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. I'm, listen, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm totally with you. And I can relate on a whole other level too, but just, you know, you with your mom, but me with my dad, Yes, it's the same thing. And I, I went through that too with, you know, cause my dad was with us till I was about 14. And then my mom and dad ended up getting divorced, which was a good thing. Um, it was a very toxic environment. And, but then, you know, we lost touch with my dad. And even though they just moved to Philly, which wasn't far from us at all, it was kind of like, okay, why? You start asking, you start questioning yourself. Why not me? Why not? Why don't you want to see me? Why don't you want to talk to me? Why do you only call for my birthday? Like, what is it? And I relate to that on so many levels of feeling like I failed. Right. Like, what did I do? And it's the same thing that you were saying. So as you're sitting here, I'm start, I was starting to well yes. up too, because yes. I can relate to it on so many levels. And, you know, I think and I started therapy at 21. I'm very open about that. I talk about that. I've been in therapy on and off since I'm 21 years old because I knew that I was struggling already yeah. with the stuff with my dad already from an, an early age. And I am an action person. Like I want to, I want work to do, it. I want to work. And although going through it was just so painful and it was years and years and years, it probably wasn't until I was in my maybe early thirties, like 30, 31, that I, it started to click 
after 10 years of going through the therapy and the work and the letters and, you know, showing up and the phone calls and, you know, really accepting my father for who he was right. and the acceptance part, which we've talked about too, you know, it's always like, how can I find peace? How can I find this? How can I feel better? How can I heal? Well, healing starts through acceptance. And once you accept yourself, once you accept your journey, once you accept your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, whoever it is that you're, you know, working with that are maybe having some struggles past relationship, past relationship. um, Once you start to accept, then you start to, you start to dig through all of the shit. And then you're like, okay, this is what it is. Now, what can I do to be better or learn from or maybe navigate differently, right? Or communicate differently. And I think that's why we wanted to talk about this today because we know that there are so many of you out there that are putting pressure on yourself about failing, about timelines. Well, I should be here. I should have my own salon by the time I'm 28 years old or 30 years old. And listen, those are great goals to have. But what I've learned from my mentor is to be flexible. Yes. Continue to work toward the goal. Continue. Don't, you don't change the goal. You change the approach, right? Learn that from Tony Robbins. Yes. Um, and you, be, you become flexible with the timeline because let, let's get it straight. We can't control when shit's going to happen. No, you can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you have your eye on this perfect spot and location that you love for your salon. It may not be open for two years. Right. It doesn't mean that you're not going to work toward it. It just means that you're going to navigate it a little bit differently. Exactly. And it's not a failure. It's just a little bit of a roadblock. Yes. Right? So that's kind of where I sit with, with that kind of stuff. And I just, I don't know, and I'm older too, and I've calmed down a lot. Like I'm pretty chill. I'm pretty, still pretty high strung. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty chill. I'll ask my husband, he'll tell you. It's been, you know, eight years now that he's seen me evolve. Yes, change. yes. And I think that, with experience, you start to really trust yourself yeah. and trust your decisions. And you know what? When something doesn't work out, you're like, okay, something bigger and better is coming. Exactly. Right? Adapt and evolve. Yes. I do want to take this back a little bit. Go ahead. Because I think this is going to help a lot of our listeners out yes. there. So you talked about like when you were 21 mm-hmm. and you are like, you love action, like you love mm-hmm. taking action, but what was the moment, like 21 is pretty young. Like when I was a 21 girl, <laughs> shit show. Um, but when you were 21, for anyone out there that feels scared, mm-hmm. feels intimidated, yes. feels maybe they don't know where to start. What was, maybe take us along like 21 years old, Nina, what made you or how did you get enough courage or strength to reach out to someone for help and maybe give like your experience of like, what was that Mm -hmm. like turning point? So if Mm -hmm. anyone out there is scared or nervous or just intimidated, what are some ways they can navigate through that? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great question. I, I kind of want to think on that for a second because I think, you know, as I think back to that time, well, my mom had a therapist for a very, very long time and it helped her. And I think that seeing that really helped me understand that it was okay. And we also had group therapy as a a family. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, because of some stuff with my father and then also some things with my sister as well. So we were doing some group therapy. And so therapy wasn't really new to me. 
but it was scarier alone. Yes. And, but I also knew, I don't know if you guys ever have this feeling, like I just felt like if I, oh, and then I went to a psychic. This is what happened. I went to a psychic and she told me that there were things, issues with, you know, with my dad that are, are affecting me. And if I didn't start to work on them, basically I'd be a shit show. Like pretty much didn't say that to me, but that's kind of what she was referring to. And so the culmination of being in therapy already somewhat seeing it, knowing that it was okay. And then having the psychic tell me that I was like, shit, I better get my life together and start to see someone because I don't, I didn't want to repeat history. I didn't want to, and no disrespect to my mom and dad, because they honestly did the best that they could. And I love them, but I didn't want to be them. Yep. I didn't want to relive their relationship. You wanted to break the chain. I wanted to break the chain. Sadly enough, even though I did start to work on myself, I did repeat history in, in a lot of ways. And so that's then when more therapy came into play because it's kind of like, okay, why am I doing this? Why am I making these decisions? Right. But it's so ingrained in you when you see something, we all are a product of our own environment yes. that it's hard to make that switch. So for you out there that are, that are contemplating, thinking, how should I start? What should I do? Should I see someone? And listen, maybe seeing someone isn't for you and that's totally okay too. Whatever works best for you. But journaling always helps. Yes. Um, and also, and I've talked about this book before, but this book changed my life and it was called how to attract genuine love. And it was a workbook. I'm an action person. Yes. So it really, that really helped me, but it was constantly working on my soul. That, that was the biggest thing for me. And listen, I am still a work in progress. I still see a therapist and, you know, and now for different things, because as we grow and evolve, yeah, in our there's lives, different things that there's things that we have to navigate up. through. Yes. And so I say, do whatever you feel is going to start the chain reaction of healing your soul, but do it, do it. You have to own mm-hmm. it. You have to accept it. Mm-hmm. Like I was in denial for the longest time. Yeah. And that was probably the biggest thing that was holding me back Mm -hmm. was denial. Yeah. I would have people say like, oh, well, you're this way and you're that way. And I would reflect, like Mm -hmm. deflect. Yeah. I'm like, no, you are. And I was like, wait, (laughs) I am. (laughs) I I am all of that (laughs) and some. And I just need to learn to accept those little failure discoveries about myself Mm -hmm. that I I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And like you accept it, but you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You have to like, just do it. And the moment you do it, it's not fun. It's not, it isn't like, let's just be it's real. Not. It isn't it's ugly. Fun. You're going to cry. Yeah. You might look in the mirror and be like, no, you aren't that person. Right. Or whatever you have mm-hmm. to do, but there is hope in your discoveries will become victories. If you deal with it, you show up through it, Mm -hmm. you find accountability partners in your life, mentors, slide in someone's DM, text someone, you know, find someone who you feel will be the great a great person to navigate right. the situation. I with love you. all of that. Ask for help. Absolutely. It's so, so important. And you know what? Not even on a personal level, but on a business level. Yes. Because we have people who are going into suites. We have people that are opening salons. We have new stylists that are going into commission salons for the first time. 
you're going to make mistakes. You're going to yes. have discoveries. This is part of your journey. And I just want you to own it yeah. and be like, okay, this is what it is. What can I always ask yourself these two questions? What can I learn from it? Yeah. And how can I either apply it or not do it again moving forward? Right. right? I mean, and that's I think it. we've all had moments where we're like, oh, I'm never doing yeah. that again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all the time. Uh, and if I find myself like going towards that way, I'm like, Mm-mm, girl, you already know what's good. <laughs> you already know what's around my corner. You better turn back around. No surprise. No surprise. Yeah. So I hope this podcast awakens your soul up to accept the failure mm-hmm. that you may feel like you're going through right now. It will get better. Mm-hmm. I promise. Mm-hmm. It always does. And it may not feel good at the time, but I think that you will navigate through this. If you find your tribe, work on yourself, do the work. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this, thank you for sharing all of your, your personal stuff. I'm mean, always, I, I know. I love that. I love that you are so vulnerable and we don't have tissues in here. We should really I know, make sure that we have some right now, but no, I'm, I just, I appreciate you so much for being always being so open and, and vulnerable and sharing your truth and your story. And that's really what this is all about. So if you guys have questions or if you need help or you are looking for um, any sense of direction, of course, you can always reach out to us on Instagram you Can follow us at Nina Tulio. And of course it's Mr. J Ladner. And as always, if you take Take anything from listening to us today. Remember, it is okay to live in your truth and always live your life out loud. See you next time.